Hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch Season 2, Episode 5. I am Carmel Hats and joining me is Red Nightmare. Hello! Hello everybody, this is going to be about the episode The Way We Weren't. We've just come off a really quite high energy, manic, crazy episode in mm -hmm. um, Crackers Don't Matter. And I think we said at the end of that, we're like, okay, maybe we'll take, you know, we can have a breather and have something. Nope! No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. This episode has some heavy shit in it. This is a heavyweight champion episode, I think. <laughs> we're like, we're five episodes into season two and it's just, it's really not pulling punches. Nope. Not this episode. Nope. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk about the episode. It's kind of uh, another bottle episode in that it is most... Actually, no, it is entirely set on Moya. Yeah. It's entirely set on Moya, but... But it's... That's fine. It's like, fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, like we said before, one of Farscape's greatest strengths is its characters, and this is definitely mm. a character-focused episode. Oh, yes. So, yeah, well, uh, we'll get into it. And so... we open up with... <laughs> and I'm sorry, I have to do this. We see a bunch of peacekeepers walking down the corridors of Moya while the Batman animated series theme is playing. It's a little bit Danny Elfman, <laughs> isn't it? Like... The first, the first time I watched this, like I know that from some. What was it? The, the second, the second time I was like, it's Batman the animated series. It, it, it's not literally that, but no, it, it's, it, not, it's, it's no, very similar. You could, you could, if you played them together, they would not be that different. <laughs> Somebody match that up now. Yeah. I demand that matchup. <laughs> Go fix that. But yeah, it's yeah, it's a bunch of peacekeepers walking through Moya, or through a Leviathan. We don't know if, if it's Moya, but you know. Chances it's are. <laughs> Spoiler warning, it's Moya. It is Moya. But there's a lieutenant there, and one of the guys not in a helmet, mm -hmm. and he's asking a pilot to cooperate. Except it doesn't sound like the, our pilot. No, it looks like it, because Look, they only have one puppet. Well, yeah, it's it's the same puppet in the same mm -hmm. set, but it has a different voice, actually, a female S voice. Slightly different acting. Yeah, exactly. Very slightly different acting on this puppet. But... Um, the pilot is having no part of whatever the peacekeepers want to do. Mm He's -hmm. saying, like, we will not consent to this, we will not take part in this. And the lieutenant is saying, well, if you refuse, we have another pilot waiting for, uh, in the wings. So you have a chance to just, come on, work along here. Yeah, cooperate, basically. But the uh, pilot is, is not going to have any of that. And what they actually want to see insists that they remove the control collar and, you know, free the Leviathan, free us. And then Krace turns up. Krace is old manic crazy Krace. Yeah, which really shows that, yes, this is a flashback. <laughs> which also shows us that, yes, Krace was always an, an, an insane bastard, not af just after his brother died. Yeah, he was never really a nice man. Mm. No. Uh, but he comes in, he's visibly very frustrated. He's like, why is this taking so long? Get on with it. It's like, okay, do you have a replacement pilot? And then he's like, well, yes. Then fire! Shoot the thing! And, and all the soldiers start shooting the pilot? Yeah. I would have oh. hoped that it was like, bang, dead. No, nope. no, no, apparently no, no, no. you need several salvos to kill a pilot. Well, they're large creatures, but and we get the extended... In pain! Yeah, that's the thing. We get extended shots of the pilot screaming while being shot by multiple peacekeepers. A few from what must be like a peacekeeper's helmet on board camera which is like in a yeah. blue fuzzy video effect and it just it's an extended scene of it being of the pilot being horribly killed it's very mm -hmm. uncomfortable afterwards there's a bit of a discussion 
Yeah, because Valoric says, keep your opinions to yourselves. You know, this, this isn't the place for that. And then they all take the helmet, well, one of them takes the helmet off and says, yes, sir. And that peacekeeper is Aaron. Oh, oh, good. Oh. Oh, that's... Oh, no. Mm. And then we zoom out and seeing that it's actually Chiana yeah. and John watching the recording. This is actually quite a, a cool little effect because... Yeah, it, it, I had that written down as well. There's a, like a little uh, sort of digital kind of fade out of what they're watching to reveal John's face behind it. Yeah. Then it pans back and it's like a little uh, 2D hologram effectively that to him and Chiana are watching. Yeah. And so he's like, wait, you found this? And yeah... She, Shiana says she found it, uh, she was going through stuff on the top tier of Moya, and they're just amazed at what they saw. Mm-hmm. John's, actually, Shiana's mostly focused on, holy shit, that's Aaron, and John's mostly like, these keepers were spying on each other like this? Oh. <laughs> he has to be like, no, you know, reminded by John, it's like, John, that was Aaron, our Aaron. He's yeah, like, I know. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Cut the titles. Yeah, oh. Then we come back. Then we come back. Aaron. Everyone Aaron else. is watching it. Well, everyone, well, not just Aaron. Everybody else is there. It, like, the yeah. gang's all here. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the rest of the crew are all watching. And they're like, okay, why did you never tell us you were on Moya before? And, like, she's actually watching it and is upset and she's distressed by it. incredibly upset. And she, like, you know, slams mm-hmm. it off and is like... Yes, okay, that was me, but I've been on hundreds of different Leviathans. I had no idea that this one, where that happened, was Moya. I had no idea. Yeah, and Rigel and Zan are actually equally extra upset, because he's like, that's three cycles ago, and they're like, three cycles isn't that long ago. Yeah. We were already here at that point. Yeah, because Aaron is making the case that it was three cycles ago. A lot. I've changed a lot since then. He's like, well, it wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago. And yeah. torture Harnerian. Yes, do you ever torture us? Do you torture that? And she's like, no, I don't, I don't remember. I, or like, I didn't know it was this one. I didn't know it was Moya. And Crichton is trying to calm her down, but she just shakes him off. I do like San at some point being like, uh, I don't know what, what exactly she says, but Aaron counters with, no, and cutting off an arm of a Leviathan oh, is yes. okay, right? I love this. It was great because I think Zan says does say something like, couldn't watch that cold-blooded slaughter of the pirate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, no, oh, yeah, cutting off an arm is fine then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can't watch it, but you can clearly just cut off an arm. That's fine. Yes, continuity. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and what I really like is Chiana actually jumps in at this point as they're talking about how, what if everyone was lying or not. And Chiana's like, what? She was a peacekeeper. What do you expect? She was baking muffins while the rest of the peacekeepers yeah. were doing the actual evil stuff? Yeah, like, are you forgetting that that was her job, to be a peacekeeper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she used to be a peacekeeper. She did horrible things. That's not new information, people. Yeah, we should be aware of this by now. You'd think. Yeah. Being shocked that it was this ship, sure, but being shocked she did something like that? Come on. Yeah. They're all really distressed. Like, well, also Dargo as well, and I guess Chiana not being someone who is on Moya as a prisoner, uh, well, that's how she arrived, not on Peacekeeper Prison. You get the point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I know what you mean. Isn't um, as upset about it. Mm. Uh, and John obviously believes in Aaron, so he doesn't think that she's lying, but everyone else is like, hey, wait a minute, uh, uh, I remember yeah, being... We don't know uh, what well, you're playing here. Well, yeah, because they were all prisoners. 
they do agree that pilots should never see this. Yeah, uh, Dargo's like, for his sake, we have to never show him this. Well, I'm like, I don't know. I think it would be honest to talk about that. <laughs> well, we'll get into things a bit later. I think they should have told him. I can definitely agree with that, but um, Dargo is like, okay, we have to make sure he never sees this because yeah. he'll flip out. <laughs> There's an argument to be made for both. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, Aaron, in, by way of explaining, says, yes, I was a peacekeeper. And my life, my relationships, and priorities were very different back then. Mm -hmm. And then we get flashback. Yeah. And there's, rather than going and looking at a recording, now there's an actual, like, a transition to a flashback, which is just the screen or the shot inverts, the colors invert, and then we get the flashback. So obviously every, every time there's a flashback, it's either we're watching it through the recording at first, or it's noted by that transition of the um, yeah. inversion but there is a visual difference between the scenes on present Moya and the flashback it seemed a bit dark to me well the flashback is basically it's slightly desaturated yeah it's yeah. slightly desaturated it's not black and white but it's not as vivid color and the shadows are a bit darker there's actually a name for that effect it's called a bleach bypass Ooh. which is originally done to film and it's basically a black and white image over a color image that gets mixed together, and you get that kind of effect. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it's a very uh, neat little trick to make it very clear if you're watching the flashback or if you're watching uh, present-day scenes. Mm -hmm. So it's clear to the audience which one's which. Uh, but anyway, in this flashback, there's a prowler coming into Moya, but it's not Erin because we see it fly past and she's already standing there. Yeah, <laughs> despite it being a very familiar shot for us by now, but yeah, um, recycling. Come on. But yeah, she's standing in the hangar bay, just sort of standing there in her peacekeeper uniform, which is mm -hmm. like twice as wide as she is. It's like <laughs> heavy armor. It's massive, and her because she's not wearing a helmet, it kind of looks a little bit silly because it's just her tiny head on this like really <laughs> wide frame of armor. But anyway, <laughs> Vlorik is the name of the. Uh, Lieutenant, who we saw earlier. Belarac, yeah. Yeah. And he comes over and he greets Aaron, saying, you know, you could have asked me what the cargo was, you know? I make a point of not asking. Well, curiosity isn't uh, illegal, no, but asking questions is. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, her only question is really why she was pulled from Prowler duty and yeah. when she can go back. Because he, he actually does say, like, do you want, uh, you want to be out there flying Prowlers again, do you? And, yeah, my only question is, when can I go back to flying prowlers? Okay, fine. The, gir the girl has a hobby. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we find out what the cargo actually is, and it's replacement pilot. Yes, very familiar replacement pilot. Yeah. Because it's our pilot. Yeah, pilot is being brought in and is being basically held in a net and mm -hmm. restrained with um, sticks and has, a like, a gag over his mouth. Yeah. And is looking very frightened. And Can I just point out that I'm like, wait, Aaron's standing right across from him without her helmet. Yeah, how do, does he not recognize her? Apparently not. He doesn't remember that, that, I guess. I guess it would be hard to remember everybody, but... Hmm. He's a pilot. I think their mental capacities are way stronger, but... Eh. Maybe. I mean, he, does, he clearly doesn't remember. No. Otherwise, this would have been brought Yeah, this would have happened way earlier. <laughs> but yes, we cut back to current Moya, and we find out that this is actually not just, like, for the audience's benefit. Mm -hmm. This is her explaining this to John, because yeah. Crichton says, wait, you saw our pilot when he was brought aboard. 
Mm -hmm. And Aaron says, well, I didn't know until now that that was our pilot. And if I had known, I would have said something. You know? Exactly. And that's completely fair. Like, they were saying, why didn't you say anything? It's like, I didn't know. I've been, like she said, she's been on hundreds of Leviathans. Yeah. At some point, you just, yes, they all look the same. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is a line from Chiara in that first scene where she says, what, all non-sebations look the same to you? <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's probably hard to tell the differences between, uh, you know, living spaceships. And even aside from that, could you remember people you uh, you walked by in the supermarkets yeah, exactly. yesterday? No, you can't. Not really, no. So, anyway, she's like, okay, I would have said something. And nobody really knows what to say. And then everyone else leaves and is like, no, okay, I'm not dealing with this. Santa's like, I need to be alone. Mm -hmm. Or I need to meditate. And uh, <laughs> Gianna's like, I should go check on Zan. She's like, she just said she wants to... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the last time she went meditate, she went off a rocker for like a few weeks. Like, yeah. let's be honest here. All right, fair enough. Some supervision might be required. So they all go off, but uh, Crichton is then keeps asking Aaron about what happened and asks about, about Valorek. Hello. But she says yeah, his job was to bond the new pilot to the Leviathan. Mm -hmm. And then we get another flashback. And we see that he's speaking with new pilot, trying to control him. While he's in the hangar bay, while they've brought him in. He hasn't yeah. been put in yet. Trying to make, say to him, look, calm down. It's okay. And he removes the gag for a brief moment, and pilot starts talking gibberish. Yeah, and he explains that pilot's native language is far too complex mm -hmm. for the translator microbes. And contains thousands of ideas in a single sentence and stuff like that. Nice so, little bit of world building with that. Yeah. But then Crace comes in. He just enters from the other side of the hangar. Yeah. Walks and across. What I like is that uh, Velorak, at this point, he was stroking Pilot's chin. Oh, yeah, him, yeah. He's down. stroking calm, his face. He's yeah. trying to make him calm down. The moment Crace walks in, he grabs a stun prod and stabs Pilot with it. Because Crace is like, are you already running into problems? No, everything's fine. Uh, the proceeding according to plan is all fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's already at this point, and at the at the opening, we start to see a little bit about who Valorant really is. Ah, okay. And so back to current times. Aaron tells Crichton, you know, what's done is done. It's over. It's finished. It's in the past. I can't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And John's like, you know, maybe if you talk about it, we I can help. She's like, no, you know what, John? No means no. I'm off. I'm, I need to be alone. She walks out of the room and kind of almost collapses. She kind of doubles over and mm -hmm. like leans against the wall. Clearly, she's in... feeling like in the corridor, she's feeling very, very sick. Not, well, not physically, mentally. Yeah. She's almost in shock and just facing the realization that what she did back then was here on this Leviathan, yeah. this pilot. It's all coming to her head and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pain she inflicted on her friends, apparently. Yeah, specifically. It, it, it turns out. So then we get another flashback, and um, Crace is... There actually, it's Crace and Velerick and Aaron are walking through the corridor, and Crace is just uh, saying, okay, your job is to install the new pilot, teach, teach, teach her how to use the ship. He's like, oh, this pilot is uh, he. And it's like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> just proper pronouns bastard yeah Florix says he's young and it will take too long and it'll uh, take 83 arns and grace thinking that he's captain kirk says you have 60 yeah exactly it's like it that won't be possible it won't go well and 
you know, I'll say that you put it in reckless endangerment, and then Chris is like, ah, well then I will have a report that says it was all your fault, basically. Yeah, and who are they going to believe? Ha! Ranking officer. Yeah, and he actually says to Velarex, don't threaten me. Take a lesson from your new pilot. Anyone can be replaced. <laughs> and it's like, ooh! <laughs> yeah. And oh, then there's then Aaron as Chris is walking away, she introduces herself and yeah. Like, hey, by the way, uh, I'd like to go back to. Why do you, are you keeping walking? Come, yeah, God, oh, come God. back. This is just Chris. Just doesn't even respond because no. Aaron is like, I would like to formally request to be reinstated to prowler duty, and in the I, middle of that sentence, he just yeah. turns and walks away. Yeah, he doesn't like, say anything. You're a grunt. I don't care. It's like, why are you talking to me? Whatever. Goodbye. Who are you? <laughs> and she's just like, oh, um, okay. And then two more peacekeepers actually turn up. Mm -hmm. with. I, <laughs> I, I guess they had some time to fill with this scene. Yeah, well, they, they turn up. I think it's what it's supposed to do. Is it's kind of showing what Aaron's place was in this unit or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because they, they come in and it's like, oh, the Prowler pilot who's too good to be digging around in the guts of the old Leviathan pilot to scoop all that out because they had to take out the body yeah. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you're too good for that, eh? And then just wipes their sort of messy, goopy hands on her and she's just like, mm-hmm. It's like, keep walking, keep just, walking. Yeah, because it's like, she doesn't really want to be there. She wants to be out flying prowlers and... Uh, anyway, we cut back. Okay. God, this. There's going to be, by the way, just as a heads up, there's going to be a lot of times where we have to like probably take a minute and be like, okay, it's this scene. Yeah. But uh, this is yeah. like a, the first really heavy scene and it's Erin in her training room that we've seen before with the punching bag and the it's got the peacekeeper symbol on the floor. Mm -hmm. And she's just punching the punching bag with flashes of the... Uh, scene we saw of the old pilot being shot and yeah. killed, and she's just hitting it and hitting it harder, harder and, harder and harder. As it falls over, we see the blood on the yeah on the punching bag, and we realize that she's been punching her knuckles raw. Yeah. Like that's not something that happens in one punch. That is no, a slow no. and painful process. She's been doing that, yeah, and and she just collapses, and Crichton comes in, and she's in tears. She's she's crying. Okay, just to call it crying is kind of a disservice. It's not just like a, ooh. it's a proper full-on just just raw emotion. Mm -mm. It's not a not weeping. It's just like that kind of it's ugly sobbing, I guess. Yeah, and crying, and we've never, never, ever seen Aaron like this. No, she's she's had tears, but this yeah. complete, complete shutting down. And John goes over to her, and he she he. Holds hurls her close, and she's just, she's wrecked. Yeah, it's just sobbing. And like I said, like, yeah, we've seen we've seen Aaron scared. We've seen her in pain before, but we've never seen her like this, this emotional. I think no. just like completely non-functional. I mean, yeah, non-functional. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, Oof, that was hard. Um, Buckle up, kids. Yeah, not this, done yet. That should tell you what we're in for for the rest mm. of this episode. So Crichton is trying to comfort her, and actually we we do. There's a cut here. I I think we go to commercial, or something. Yeah, I think we go. To yeah, them. we go to commercial, and when we come back, perfect place to put commercials. By yeah, way. yeah, and when we come back, they're sitting on the floor of the uh, training room, just sitting across from each other. Beautifully angled, by the way. Oh yeah, this is the so top the, down shot. It's, we see top down, and they're sitting on. Uh, they're sitting across from each other, but 
in such a way that they follow the lines of the symbol. Of the yeah, the peacekeeper symbol. It's peacekeeper very symbol neatly done. Before. Yeah, it's just mwah, perfect. very nice. And so they're discussing, you know, what it was like back then. And she starts out with telling him that you know that I've kept you at a distance sometimes. Yes, often, fast distances. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, there's a reason for that." And it's like, "Just one." <laughs> the back and forth is quite nice. And nice. John's not actually being like uh, joking about it. He's still he's able to do that with while still yeah. like being sincere. He's being like. Go ahead. Talk about this. Talk about I it. But I, I don't care. I've noticed it. He's not making fun. No, he's no. not making fun of it. He's trying to put her at ease. Like, yeah, these are things that you can talk about. Exactly. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, which is great. And Aaron explains that peacekeepers are bred for one purpose: being a soldier. And relationships don't involve connecting with anyone for any long nope. amount of time. But in a departure from, I think the stereotypical image of this kind of sci-fi thing. He says, well, you do still have uh, relationships, male and female kind. She's like, yeah, as many as you want. You can, yeah, you, they, go ahead. Go nuts. Peacekeeper Command understands the biological needs of their soldiers. You can have as many one-night stands, flings, whatever as you like, but nobody really gets involved. Nothing permanent and nothing in the open. It's something yeah. like it's... Goes on behind closed doors, but nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Just don't show public affection. Yeah, that's not what you're there for. And so she says, well, my relationships back then were somewhat... And Crichton's... Empty? Yeah, she says, painful. And Crichton is actually then able to figure out, he's like, well, what does this have to do with the tape we saw? And then he's like, wait a minute, Velarek, right? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, And uh... just hard cut to Aaron and Velarek getting it on. Yeah, actually, it's an, it's an interesting fake-out, because she's like, he was... Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like she's having trouble with saying this, and we see her, Felark basically sneaking up on her from behind, covering her mouth, and like, oh, no! Yeah, no, I was and, and, and then we find out that it's apparently just, he pulls her on top of him, himself, and she willingly kisses him. Yeah, it was... Like, okay, okay. Opening of the scene, you're like, oh, no, oh... And then, I was like, oh, are we getting okay. even heavier? No, 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 no it's no. not... To be fair, the guy would probably... She would probably just break his arm if he tried that. I guess. I or his Mivonks, whatever. Yeah, probably. The other thing in this scene, actually, is Eren's costuming. Like, when she walks in, she's not wearing her uh, uniform. She's not wearing her, like, armor and mm -hmm. stuff. She's wearing, like, a black leather jacket, like a full-length... Or, like, a full jacket with arms and sleeves and a high collar. And it's, she's not wearing it for very long, because then she takes it off and she's got a... Yeah, you and know, then tank they top underneath, go, and then go, you know things. I <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean. Know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but actually, it's really cool. I just, I was just like, this looks really cool. This thing. That hopefully, she's hopefully it's still around somewhere. Yeah, it looks badass. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, after that, that fake out was just like, oh no, okay, mm. we're fine, we're fine, everything's yeah. fine, we're okay. Okay, it's not that heavy. It's it's not. <laughs> anyway, Aaron tells Crichton that. Uh, they were lovers, her and yeah. Velarek. I like John's like double taking, like, sorry, what? He's like, I've never heard you use that word before. And then she's like, well, I felt something unique with Velarek, and I didn't know what it was at the time, but I guess I could call it that now. I like that John is confused, and not so much upset because he's like, wait, there was someone else, but more like... It seems weird to him that, pe that that she would have had any type of feelings like that before. Mm, yeah, that. yeah. Not specifically 
I'm not the first true love you found. No, th yeah. that's not what's upsetting him. It's <laughs> yeah, he's it, not it's jealous. Really no, he's like, huh? I was a bit worried we were going to get a whole jealousy angle, but it's clear that he was just more surprised than anything. Yeah. It was clearly no. a long time ago, and she's a different person. So. And, and also, like, yeah, whatever. I mean, what you did in your past. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Whatever, yeah. And then we this scene gets interrupted by Pilot appearing on the clamshell, the communicator, Mm -hmm. And uh, can we keep calling it the clamshell? Yeah, I like that. That's basically I, I actually like that. That's what it is. It's it's the clamshell. I mean, it is. It's shaped like a clamshell, which has the hologram in it, and yeah. there are various things of them all over the ship. Anyway, he appears on that and says, "Officer Sun, we must talk," and holds up the recording device. Oh shit! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> that is both Crichton and Aaron's reaction. And uh, Crichton is like, "How the hell did he get hold of that?" And she's like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I need to go talk to him. Okay, I'll come with you. No, I need to do this alone. And then she just she goes and, okay, let's have let's here we yeah, go. Let's ha okay, let's just have to talk. Let's get this over with. So yeah, she goes into pilot's den. Says pilot, we need to talk. And she and walks she, up to him and, and she says, look, that tape showed a time that both of us didn't want to be remembered about. And he gets angry at that. Oh, he really does. He says, both of us. I wasn't the one that cold-blooded murdered someone. Remember the both of us. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. In fact, in this scene, she, Aaron deliberately calls out the fact, or deliberately states, that her and Pilot are closest out of anyone on the ship. Mm -hmm. They sh have shared the most. They have, you know, she still has his DNA. And we've seen, remember in the previous episodes, we've seen that connection. It's been reinforced continually since partway through season one. So that totally works and it all makes sense and she's like you know that we're close we're you know good friends now and he's like that's why your betrayal cuts so deep and then out comes a claw and strangles her yeah he starts choking her he's pissed off and he's, he is screaming oh yeah. never heard him do that he is furious just off the charts mad you'd never seen pilot like this and no and I like the lighting. Thing the lighting, I think, the lighting suddenly turns red. Yeah, and again, like credits to the puppeteers of Jim Henson Company for really selling the emotion mm -hmm. of Pilot because it works really well. It's terrifying in this. Yeah, scene. he picks up Aaron by the throat and starts strangling her, and she just calls out for Crichton. So Crichton and Dargo run down to Pilot's den. Along the way, he's like, how did she get hold of it? How, or how did Pilot get hold of the thing? He's like, doesn't matter, he's seen it. Let's get down there. Dargo's like, it was in my chamber. I had hidden it. Fine, we'll figure that one out later. Intercut with this, there is actually another flashback scene. While Pilot is choking Aaron out, he's actually having flashbacks. Oh, yeah, right, because the previous flashbacks have been uh, the inversion and then cut back to the... Uh, flashback time but it's been on Aaron's face the whole time so yeah. it's like she's remembering but this time it's the same effect but uh, on Pilot's face yeah. and we see scenes where Aaron isn't in there so it has to be his flashbacks yeah it's actually really neatly done nicely done mm -hmm. like that so what we actually see is Pilot being lifted into place put into the den mm -hmm. and he's coming down like being lowered down and which means we actually get to see the whole Pilot uh, yeah we see we see Pilot we see a pilot's butt. We do actually. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, I, I, mm, I think we're we're seeing parts we're not supposed to. I'm, I'm very sorry, pilot. I'm yeah. very sorry. He gets lowered down, and there's, we see he actually has some much smaller limbs 
I guess the legs right at the base, which mm-hmm. we we never see, of course, because yeah. he's sat down the whole time. And he gets lowered down into the den after they've vacated the old pilot. Quick note is that the the puppet for pilot is very slightly different in this episode, in that he has a smaller carapace on his head. It's very it's not much different, but it's to signify that he's a, a younger pilot. Yeah, and he's yeah. still a few years younger. Yeah. Okay. So he gets put into place, and then Velarek is. Velarek is there actually working on the whole thing. He's the lieutenant. He's in charge of this operation, but he's actually in, getting involved, making sure everything works fine. Yeah. And he's he's not just doing. Uh, he's actually hands on doing yeah. things. Yeah, hands on. There's a good word for it. And he's sat next to pilot, stroking his face again. You know, trying to calm him down and takes the gag off. Pilot starts talking gibberish again. And he's like, "No, no, don't worry. Just relax. Simple sentences." Which. Makes me realize that Pilot is basically just dumbing down his language for the purpose of everybody else. He's the like saying, time. B- b- basically being like, oh, rock, fire, bad, trouble, <laughs> there. It's like, I have to dumb this down so much to talk to puny <laughs> Yeah, it's people. like if he were to actually use full sentences, we just, we'd just scramble our brains. Yeah. <laughs> but then he introduces Pilot to the ship, says his ship is called Moya. And basically, this is cut with Aaron being strangled and Crichton yeah. and Dargo running down. So, But what happens is Pilot is very slowly figuring out what's actually going on. He says, the previous Pilot was removed and killed. And so, yep, um, Moya's under heavy sedation right now. And he says, we'll bond you to the Leviathan. He says, but that could take a cycle, nearly two, if they were to do it naturally. Yeah, that's the important difference, because they're going to sidestep that process and basically hook him up straight away. Yeah, they're going to artificially basically graft him onto Moya mm-hmm. rather than let the process happen naturally because he's been given 60 arms. Yeah. I mean, even if he had 83 arms, that's it, what he'd have to do. But that was the plan all along. Cutting with this again of the everyone running down to the chamber is they get in there and then Pilot just starts venting the chamber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it opens it to space. John and Dargo get slowly dragged back to the entrance. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not messing about. So, anyway, back in the flashback, Pilot's like, well, then, wait, if the previous pilot is dead, then my presence will surprise Moya, but she won't know that her current pilot is dead until she wakes up, and then I'm here. And that's why Valorek says, that's why we need to graft you on first. Yeah. We need to bond you first, so that at that point you can talk to her and calm her down. Yeah, and there's, you don't have, there's no more time to adjust to your new surroundings. This is we're doing a rush job, effectively. He doesn't say that. But it's like, we need to yeah. work now. Yeah, we need to get on with it. We're, mm-hmm. So this process has to happen quickly. So that's the end of that flashback for now. And Pilot then throws Aaron down, stops venting the chamber, and then he's like, okay, he's kind of calmed down, but he's in... He's, he's what Terry Pratchett would describe as being past the angry red hot part of rage into that icy cool part yeah (laughs) beyond where everything you're still furious but you're not trying to punch people in the face you're you're not yeah and you're looking for the solution which in this case is an ultimatum moya won't move another metra until aaron leaves the ship and then he turns off the power and just shuts everything down and just moya and moya is completely stuck in space no actual movement (laughs) 
I guess relative to wherever they are currently, maybe they're in orbit, whatever. It's the sci-fi trope, space is an ocean, you know, you can stop wherever you like, it doesn't... Yeah. Never mind that, whatever. Farscape <laughs> is a space opera, so who cares? I, sorry, I was just doing that to get, <laughs> a, get under your skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we go back up to command, and we see that nothing is working, you know, like uh, Pilot said. Uh, but we actually see Chiana has got Rigel in a headlock. Yeah, oh, and Chiana's pretty convinced that Rigel's the one who showed Pilot the recording. Then Rigel's like, oh, I thought it was my ethical duty. <laughs> that was my response when I said that. It was my ethical duty. Like, fuck no. No way. <laughs> and that's, that's... No freaking way would he call that an ethical duty. And that's exactly what Chiana says. It's like, you. And it's like, oh, I'm a dominar of ethics. Prin- I, I'm principle. a dominar of principle. It's like, that <laughs> again. the hell you are. And she's like, no, I think he did it so that he owed you one. A big one. It's like, <laughs> I remember a specific episode. You were grave robbing two weeks back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it is... Totally why he would do something like that. Not because he thinks it's the right thing to do. But anyway, they, they can't get control back. As Dargo says, Pilot is a creature of his word. They haven't moved at all. Everything no. is turned off. We're not going anywhere. But John actually, again, references the arm removal from DNA yeah. Mad Scientist. Because he says, like, never seen Pilot like this. Like, cut off his arm and all he can muster is a few snotty remarks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this, and he's just gone off his rocker. <laughs> John's like, there must be something else going on here. There's got to be something else we haven't been told yet, or there's more to this picture. Makes you wonder how it was back then. Mm, yes, that's what he says. And then we see Zan and Aaron in a pretty short scene, but... Oh, okay, because Zan is tending to Aaron's neck after being strangled by Pilot's claws. Mm-hmm. Being passive-aggressive as hell. Oh, yeah, that's... that's... Sorry, did I hurt you? <laughs> Actually, interesting point. In one of the scenes when the uh, at the start when they were walking through the corridor, Aaron actually sees Zan. Oh right, yeah, in the in the flashback. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't remember it the other way around. Oh wow. Well, she's got a hood on, and yeah, That's but fair. and and something interesting in that scene, and I don't know if you caught that, hmm? but. Later, as that scene is ending, very softly in the background, we hear some uh, woman screaming in pain. And I'm pretty sure that's Sam being... Mm, tortured. It's, it's very, very minor, but mm. they're screaming in a nearby cell being tortured. Oh, maybe. S- such a small detail, but I love that. Just getting that flashback to when Moya was actually a prison ship. Is, yeah. Yeah. Also, okay, from my flashback in the episode back to where we are in the present of the episode, this is confusing. <laughs> she's, she's just still angry and upset about what she saw. Mm. And Erin is breaking down because she's like, what, you think that it's my fault that this all happened? That I defile Moya by being here, tearing up? Well, you're right. Like- and I'm leaving. I'll be gone within the hour. And I like at this point that Zan realizes, look, okay, back off. You're being way too mean about this and she's like look it wasn't your fault that was who you are you had no choice it was the only kind of peacekeeper you could have been yes then we flash back it's an important sentence (laughs) yeah then we flash back to Aaron and Velarek in bed again yep and but this is clearly um after the fact yes Aaron is uh sitting up and is getting uh ready to go and Velarek's like hey I did was there an alarm I didn't hear He's like, well, no, I, I have to be at my duty station. He's like, no, just stay here for a bit. You need to, you need to be there in half an hour. 
you have more than enough time to get dressed. Come on, stay with me, me for a bit. But he also says, uh, stay with me permanently. Uh, don't go back to being a prowler pilot. You could stay with me on my detail and we could be together. Because he's apparently high enough, high enough in the ranks that he could arrange that. Could well, insist, like, no, she's important to my... Um, I want the best pilot for my transport. Yeah, exactly. He could, he could make it happen. And he says, there's something different about you. There's something special about you. And like, is it, you can't tell me that all you want to do is fly prowlers and serve a madman like Grace. And then she's like, uh, pardon me? That's, That's a, insubordination right there. How, how do? <laughs> but he's like, no, it's not. It's observation. Come on. Grace is a maniac. And I won't let his secret project... Or that his project killed the, this Leviathan. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, secret project. And he again, he asks Aaron, "Come with me." And okay, I love this next yes. part for several reasons, but it's so good. There's a there's a wonderful, beautiful bit of editing that happens here. So he says to her, Velarek says to Aaron at the end of the scene, "It's like you don't have to be a proud pilot, all of that stuff. You can be so much more." Hard cut to John Crichton. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that so much because it's like, that's exactly the same thing that Crichton said to her in and episode one. It's so, so important that it is the same thing because it suddenly makes a lot more sense. I mean, it, it, it made sense, fine sense at the, in the first episode, but it suddenly makes a lot more sense why she would go along with a complete crazy nut guy even <laughs> though it, the other option was death. The seeds were planted yeah, I at mean, that point. I mean, we're getting that information now as backstory, but that that just it, all that it, does is make what was already pretty good better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes the first episode even better because it's like that's why she went along with it. Because yeah, I mean, it wasn't a sudden turn; it was a gradual turn that started three years ago. I had to, I just made a big note of that edit though because I love that so much. Mm. Like it's such a great filmmaking technique of like you can be so much more, and then hug, and then just cut to John. Like, yeah. looking at her. It's that kind of subtle editing, not like the explicit... Like, more and a more explicit thing to do would have been to put in another... A flashback to episode one with Crichton saying the same <laughs> oh, thing. God, like, no. you know what I mean? Like, the really kind of amateur way of doing that. Of like, hey, remember this thing? It's like, just cut to Crichton. And that works on yeah. so many levels. It's like, yes! Because I, I like it. Because she's not telling him this right now. No. I, I Sorry, I just love edit... Like, I, one of the things I really like is really good editing, and that is some really fucking great editing right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. I, I actually sort of pumped my fist a little bit. I was like, yes! yes. <laughs> I was watching that the first time. Because I, like, I recognized that line. It's like, oh, that's what Crichton said. And then it cuts to yeah, Crichton. I, I'm I like, spotted yes. it right away, and I was like, yeah. oh, God, that made so much sense, and I'm so glad they put that line in there. Oh, it's so good. Another thing that I love about this scene is that it started when Zan said to Aaron, it's the only kind of peacekeeper you could have been. And she knows Zan is wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Because Valorak is, is an example of a different kind of peacekeeper that she could have been. And he even tried to turn her into, exactly. like, show, give her that freedom. Yeah, the, the subtext which in that scene is, or in those two scenes back to back, is Zan saying to Aaron, it's like, you had no choice. And Aaron saying, thinking, thinking, yes, I did. Exactly. Realizing that now, because it seems to be at the time, 
like she was resistant to the idea of the change. That's why she was like, no, I have to go back to the station. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. She thought she didn't have a choice, and now she realizes that she did. She could have, yeah, she could have turned her life around three years earlier if she'd taken the chance. Yeah. Oh, which just makes that even more emotional and even mm. sadder. And then we've got that great cut with you could be so much more. And then, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a great scene. I love it. Uh, then Crichton comes in as Aaron is getting ready to leave. And, you know, he says, what's going on? Dan explains. And John's like, okay, this is not right. <laughs> this is no, no. No good. Something else is going on here. Something else is up. Pilot wouldn't be like this. So he goes to see Pilot. Because he knows there's something just not right here. And he's like, okay. He walks into Pilot's den. Pilot is still, is like, Oh, God, I love that shot. Like him sitting there in the dark, only lit from underneath by, I think, partially red, partially white lighting. Yeah. Sitting there, DRDs at his sides, ominously, like some sort of supervillain. It's so good. He's... Yes. (laughs) You can almost hear him thinking, I'm bad. And says, right, we need to hash it out right here, right now. We need to talk this out and find out what's going on. And then we get another flashback of Pilot being bonded. Mm -hmm. The procedure is not going well. Well, it's it's going perfectly fine, but... Well, it's going according to plan, but it's causing Pilot immense pain. They first they just hook him up. Yep. Just regularly hook him up, and he's like, and and they've done that. And he's like, there's, there's a pain. He's he's in pain at that point. Yeah. And Valorix says you'll get used to it. Wait, sorry, it won't pass. I no, sorry, because of the process, uh, the way we're doing this, uh, speeding it up by a cycle. No, it won't. But you'll get used to it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's like. But the pain, will, and it's just pilot in these scenes is just—he's so much younger and inexperienced, and and just I guess he's way, in way over his head. Yeah, and he's like, but it will go away, won't it? And he's like, nope, you'll be in pain, just forever. So, turns, so it turns out pilot has been in pain this entire time. Yeah, and has told nobody. And then he basically they wake Moya up in flashback. Yeah, he says like, don't be afraid will bring Moya back into consciousness. And I like that I, what, I, what I need to do is not be afraid. And then Pilot says, I won't cry out. And Valorek says, you will. Yeah. And not, then... The way he says it, like, that line could easily be in a, in a different, slightly different scene. It could be like a threat. It's like, I won't cry out. Yes, you will. It's like, but it's actually like, no, you will cry out. It's like I'm sorry. understanding, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah, he does, and it's just the again really selling that immense pain, and Moya waking up, recognizing that something is wrong, that that's not her pilot, that that's a new pilot, and ah, ah, where's my old pilot? What the hell's going on here? And then the control color kind of kicks in, Mm -hmm. and that pain also is felt by pilot because he's now hooked up to Moya. Yep. Right. We actually get like when he's connected, we get flashes of um must be what Moyer is experiencing of like shots from the outside and yeah. some did you memories. One of, did you recognize one of those scenes is clearly being after it? <laughs> yeah. It's well, you know. With, it's the one where the ship was split into three. You can still see the three pieces coming back together to form Moya. So I... It's like just the tail end of that. It's like, hey, wait a second. That's not, that's not supposed uh, to be there. Reusing footage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. As you do. 
<laughs> it's just I love that. Yeah. Like, ah, ha, 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 I spotted what that was. <laughs> but yeah, Personal so, victory. But yeah, again, this is a scene that is a flashback that is being told to Crichton. So we mm-hmm. come back and we see Pilot explaining that Moya only accepted me as the as her pilot because she was tortured into it, and I can't allow, I can't stay here. This isn't right. And he just tears out his bond to Moya. He just rips out some wiring. Yeah, and he's holding it up, and there's purple fluids dripping out of it, which looks gorgeous. It's like I'm now disconnected. She's free of me. Cut to commercials. Yeah, it's like. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> of course, you know, then we come immediately back. And yeah, systems but... are failing. Moya is sort of wobbling about a bit. And mm-hmm. and John's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is bad. What the hell did you do? And he's like, oh, this is real bad. And Pilot is like, the pain, it's finally gone. Oh. It's like, oh. That kind of hit me. Oh. Him saying that, it's like... He, all that time he's been in that pain and it's now fun. it's gone and it's yeah it's something that it's a little bit like Chiana losing her brother like something that's always persistently been there suddenly gone and you realize you realize that well part of the thing is with pain with something like the, like you said with Chiana's brother that's something that you don't recognize you don't really recognize until it's left you know it's like you, well you 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 don't realize how much you miss it. Something like the pain, it's kind of the opposite in that you get used to it and feel it all the time. And then when it, you forget what it's like to not feel it, and then when it's gone, you realize how much it was Better. affecting you. Yeah. And trust, actually, trust me on that. I've been that it's not good. And when, once it does go away, you're like, oh, how the hell did I ever function beforehand? Mm. And so, um, yeah, that relief on his face while Crichton is like going what the hell did you do <laughs> it's like i'm finally free um oh. Oh, so and we see aaron and Crichton talking to each other because if he's gone he's gone away from pilots then he says yeah pilots probably been in pain this whole time but uh we can't fix moya because all the systems were previously under pilots control yeah and moya is trying to compensate for a few things like I think they're talking about the gravity bladders not working and Moya's trying to compensate on her own. Which isn't which I like because she technically she might not even need the gravity bladders for but, herself. No, and but she it, might be like, I don't want to let these people who are in here die, because I kinda like them. Yeah. Yeah, so but Moya's having trouble doing that by herself, which is, you know, then put the pilot in because pilot's been dealing with all, all of that up till now. It's a bit. It's a little bit like pilot losing the pain and Moya being like, "Holy shit! I need to regulate this all of a sudden." Oh, oh no! 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 Way too much paperwork. No! 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 Well, it must be like you know, you don't. Your body doesn't have. You don't have conscious control over everything in your body. No. Like you can't tell your heart to keep. You don't have to tell your heart to keep beating. But imagine if that suddenly stopped working. You have to do everything consciously. Yeah. You okay, wouldn't be yeah. able to move. You'd be like. Okay, breathe. Okay, heart. Okay, brain. Ah, you need, you, need to, you need to get your brain up to speed of doing that manually, subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, like, okay, we need to fix this. Uh, we need to get pilot back in the uh, driver's seat, and we get another flashback to um, Velarek sort of finishing up the procedure of connecting them because everything is more relaxed now. Mm-hmm. You know, the pain is over. Well, the the initial shock is over. And he's, 
you know, okay, we're connecting everything up. Pilot says, yes, I have control of the DRDs, uh, hundreds of them. And Aaron is walking in just at the uh, entrance to Pilot's den. Mm-hmm. So she's not that far in, and she's going to. She looks like she's going to say something. Yeah, she doesn't. As she's watching, Velaric whispers to some of his team. He's like, and his team are like, "Yes, we did that thing you wanted. The we did the secret project, and we've counteracted the secret project." And pilot's like, "Pilot can hear them." <laughs> yeah, because hiding sensors. What was? What are you talking about? And Velaric says, don't worry, it's nothing that needs to concern you. I've made sure that it can't hurt you. Yeah. Then we cut back to current times. And Heron is like, okay, I have to talk to Pilot. But he's isolated himself. Yeah, he's put the DRDs on a defensive pattern. And they're apparently keeping everybody at bay. And I like that Dargo Well, he says this. He also adds at the end of that sentence, he probably used voice command. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little... Yeah, not only for us to realize, wait a second, how could he have done that with... Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> also, to counteract the question he knows Aaron and John are going to ask right after that sentence. <laughs> yeah, but they've got to go and talk to Pilot to try and fix this. And Aaron is blaming herself, saying it's all her fault. But Crying's like, no, I don't buy that. That's crap. Unless something else happened back then. Mm-hmm. And then there's a pause. And she's looking at him and it's he's like, okay... So what else happened back then? <laughs> uh, but she's just brushes him off. Like I have to go talk to Pilot. I have to, and he's like, okay, "I'm coming with you." And then J- Dargo's like, "No, no, no! I- I'm going. I could talk sense to him. No, I'm already into this. That's no, no, no." And, and, then, and then John holds up his hand, and they rock paper scissors for it, and John wins. And then Dargo's like, God, "Again, every time." <laughs> I love that they that they bring that back. It's like it's it's something they've started using to yeah some of these arguments quickly. <laughs> I love that. I just love this episode has some great continuity, including including little bits like that, which is always nice to see. Yep. Okay. So Aaron and Crichton are making their way to pilot through like what must be main. I guess they're maintenance uh, tunnels because they look like they're not the big round uh, no. walkways. They're like the more uh, kind of vertebrae-shaped walkways, and there are DRDs along the floor. And he's like, yeah, they're in a defensive position. And Crichton's like, hey. Actually, Aaron says, you know, I figure if we talk to Pilot, we can fix this, we can sort this out. And Crichton... If, he, if, if he'll just talk to me, because I understand yeah. him, he just needs to talk it out. Crichton's like... Yeah, he says, well, you think talking does help then? <laughs> and he's like, so talk to me. Tell me what happened. And it's flashback time. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to sexy times. Yes. <laughs> Give five. Made it with the women. Yeah. Inform the men. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it flashes back to Aaron mas- massaging Velarek's neck, and she's like, "Actually, I do want to go with you." She says, "Where will we go?" He says, "I don't know. We'll figure it out." Does it matter? I can't go away from here. And then he says. If we find the right environment for you, you'll thrive. Effectively, he's saying you're wasted as a prowler pilot. You're meant for something more. You can be better. All of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron says you should change your mind. Whatever you did with Crace's plan, put it back. And he's like, wait, what? I... Where's this coming from? And then enter Crace. Yeah, the moment she said change your mind, I was like, oh, no. Yep. Crace enters. 
and she goes and stands sort of to attention to the side. The, mm-hmm. the peacekeepers grab Velarek and he says, you must be the informant. Like, uh, yes, uh, Officer Aronson. He's like, mm-hmm. And Kray says, ah, well, we've managed to catch you. We couldn't find any evidence of your plot to stop my project, Velarek, so mm-hmm. we must have caught it before it happened. You're being arrested. And he's like, on what charge? Treason, of course. Duh. Is there any other crime? It's, all, it's always have. treason. It's, it's always like, treason. It, it, using the toothbrush of somebody else's treason. It's yeah. high treason. Just I'm convinced they trying don't... To, uh, trying to undermine, <laughs> uh, undermine hygiene of a fellow soldier or something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced they don't have any other crimes. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but yeah, so turns out Aaron turned yeah. Valerick into Craze in return for whatever duty she wants. Yeah, and she says, like, uh, what, uh, the reward? Uh, yes, I want to be... Uh, yeah. Very assignment to prior duty. And again, Chris is like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Well, because actually, okay, another bit of continuity. He yeah, says, I like this. Contact Lieutenant Teague to be given your assignment, whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, right, he hasn't snapped her yet, neck yet at this point. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> yeah, and as uh, Velarek is being dragged away, it's like, hey, congratulations, you found that something special to put you ahead of the other peacekeepers. And the most heartbreaking thing about that, he's not saying that sarcastically. No. He's proud of her. Well, he's like, see, I knew you were more intelligent than the average yeah. grunt, effectively. He, and he's praising her for what she did. He does which say. Which basically selling him out. Well, he does say, actually, he explicitly says, like, an ordinary peacekeeper would not have thought to do that. Yeah. And it's like, the woman you love just betrayed you and you're still encouraging her. Cause you're still like, supporting her. He's like, I knew I was right about you. And it's like, oh, oh, God. Oh. Like, you just did a horrible thing. And you're just... and the thing she was probably expecting is for him to be furious. And that's not what she's getting. No, that makes he's it actually, worse. Yeah. yeah, he's actually proud of her. And that makes, like, yeah, it even worse, like you said. Oh. That, that really got me. Yeah. Because, like, how? Oh. Yep. Oh. And so we cut back to Crichton and Aaron in the tunnels and... They found a grating that they're looking through, uh, mm. down into Pilot's Den. They can see Pilot from there. But she says that. <laughs> well, actually, Crichton asks. So, what happened to Velarek? And she kind of looks at Crichton, doesn't say anything. And it's like, we as the audience and Crichton are like, he was arrested for treason. What do you think happened? Yeah, actually, I think we need to go one step further. Don't don't think they killed him. I think they went one step further. I think they induced a living death. Oh, maybe. I think they certainly tortured him to try and yes. tell him what they did, but with all of this and the knowledge that she knows that that was Moya, she's able to piece together what was actually going on back then, and mm-hmm. that Crace's secret project was to breed the Leviathan warship. It was Talon. Yeah. And I'm so happy that this I love brought this. up. That the counter-project that Velarek was doing was the contraceptive shield, and then John says it's like, which Dargo shattered and it got the goop all over him. Because it makes so much sense now. Remember we were trying to figure out why that was there? Yeah, exactly. Because, like, why was it there? And we came to the conclusion, well, they probably used it to postpone it when it wasn't yeah, useful or something. Right. They needed it as a prison ship. And now we know no, that was not the reason that was there. That was actually a counter-project to prevent it from <laughs> happening. And it makes... I mean, God, that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it makes that episode so much better because the reason behind it makes so much more sense. Yeah. It's just, I love the, the continuity in general is really great when they 
you know, it's it's there for a reason. It's not just like a hey, remember this thing. Yeah. It's like it's building on uh, stuff and using things from previous episodes and just keeping those threads going. And it's great that the, it it shows that people writing the show have actually seen the show. <laughs> not only that, but it's impressive that they can call back to things that have happened and strengthen those things by calling hmm. back specifically because of the flashbacks. We understand some things from back then that make now now make a lot more sense and are a lot fuller yeah. in scope. And there isn't much of the kind of... It's not really retconning because we didn't have explanations of these things beforehand. No, and now we, we just do. got we got an extra explanation, which is like, yeah. with that info, it makes total sense. Pulling that twice in an episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super impressive. Yeah, I love it. All right, so, yeah... We found out that was what happened. That was what Dargo shattered way back when in season one. And then Aaron and Crichton do actually make it to Pilot's Den. They <laughs> drop down, like, from the, from the ceiling. And yeah! There, and there are, two, there are some DRDs on the side of Pilot's uh, desk. And he, off, he issues a command to them in what must be his original language, because we mm-hmm. don't understand it. And they just start shooting. So there's a shootout with Aaron, Crichton, and the two DRDs. And to be honest, these DRDs are basically stormtroopers because they're hitting everything but Aaron and Crichton. <laughs> they're terrible shots, but yeah. they're DRDs. I mean, they're not trained uh, soldiers. Clearly not. <laughs> so they have a shootout, and you know, they manage to get right up to Pilot. And... Kill the DRDs. Oh, that scene where they reach Pilot because they've got torches, or, sorry, flashlights, I should yeah. say. And they, and they come up to him, and there's a slight zoom in, or like uh, tracking in, as the lights pan up to his face and he's like snarling a bit like... Uh, and also, and also uh, the two pis- there are two pistols pointing yeah. at his head. Just, from, uh, just reaching in screen pointing at his head. It was a beautiful, beautiful scene. Pilot does not want to talk. He's like, no. I, I like that he says, oh, so you've come here to show how civilized and unaggressive you are now. Yeah, <laughs> well, they've got guns to his head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope, we just, we just want to talk. We want you back in that chair. And he's like, if you stay disconnected from Moya, you'll die. And he's like, yeah, but if I stay disconnected from Moya, all your precious life support systems will start failing. He's like, okay, fine. Every, we all want you back in that chair <laughs> as well. Yeah. He's like, it's not just, we're not just concerned for you. We're also, you know... Concerned for ourselves, fine, be on, we'll be honest. But still, Moya's also probably scared about where you went. Yeah, and... And Pilot is like, she's better off without me. Aaron is actually upset at this point because yeah. she's forcing her aggressively to, to him, aggressively to talk to her. And she says, like, I understand it's my it's my fault that Mo, uh, Moya's first pilot is dead, and I take complete responsibility for that. And if you want to kill me right here, I won't stop you. And she says, but I please, deserve to die for that. Yeah, but please. Keep yourself and the rest of the crew alive. Don't drag yourself and the others into this. And there are tears in her eyes when she's saying this. Yeah. And just, Claudia Black does a phenomenal job with this scene. Just, I'm pretty sure she's the best act, actor in this whole series. At this she's point. done a really good job this yeah. whole time. But this this is just something else. And, yeah, she says, you know, I won't stop you from killing me, but spare the others. And then Pilot softens a bit. And we look, we get a close-up of Pilot. His, okay, so... I know I've praised his pilot's acting the, he, every chance I get, but the, what they do is they have his eyebrows, or eye ridges, whatever they are, slanted downwards to look, you know, angry. Mm-hmm. And then there's that 
subtle movement as they turn the other way and go into like a sad state. And we can see, when we go to that close-up, I don't know if you noticed it, but it, you can see there are wet patches yeah. by his eyes. He's been crying as well. He's, he's, he's been crying or is crying. crying. And he says, and... it's not you who deserves to die. It's me. Because I killed the previous pilot. I'm the reason that, that she's dead. And it's like, no, you just replaced her. This isn't your fault. And it's like, I didn't just replace her. And then we flash back to... Well, we flash back to pilot. what must be Pilot's homeworld. Mm -hmm. Which is just like a rocky expanse with lots of mist and curling along the ground. And we see Valorak standing on a rock slightly above Pilot. And Pilot is... Uh, looking up at him and saying, but the... And we he, find... seems par he seems partially submerged, even. Yeah. Could, could this have been an ocean, actually? Oh, maybe. It, it's hard to tell because of all the mist and stuff mm -hmm. along the ground, which is obviously that the reason that's the you know, out-of-show perspective is to hide all the you know, puppetry and stuff underneath. It's fine. But whatever. It, it They may be kind of aquatic. Whatever. Um, He's crustacean, so it would make sense. True, yeah. But he says that, you know, the elders have not yet decreed that it's my time and I'm not sure. And But Velarek is like, I can help you. We, you can, we can both get what we want if you go with me. And you, can be, you can be bonded with a, with a leviathan. And he says, look, look up, what do you see? And this shows him the stars and Pilot says, I want so badly to see them. And it's just, it, the acting, I think Lanny Tupu's voice is even a little bit higher than it normally mm. is. For pilot, it's really saying that he's uh, young, inexperienced. He's yeah, he's a kid, effectively. And he's like, the elders haven't said it's my time, and but if I go up there, the other pilot will die. And Velarek says, well, that pilot dies no matter what you do. And if I if you don't come, I'll find somebody else who's prepared to come along and who isn't afraid. And and we don't have time to wait for the elders to find somebody. That's why they're he's rushing this as well. That's. I think that might also be it. I th I that's. Hmm. I'm not sure. It. it but yeah. It, either way, it's like we need to find a pilot for this ship who will go along with what we want to do. Yeah, and if it's not you, it'll be somebody else. Because the old pilot will not agree to anything. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it turns out that you know pilot agreed to do this, and pilot says it's my fault. Back on Moya now, he says yeah. pilot says it's my fault. The other pilot is dead. You know, Velarek may not have found a replacement if I'd said no. Exactly. He's like, I was so desperate to see the stars. I was so desperate to see the stars. And... and okay, so... This... Oh, God. Just talking about this next scene is emotional. Because... The whole time we've seen Velarek stroking Pilot's cheek to calm him yeah. down. And then Aaron reaches out her hand... Mm -hmm. Start stroking his face, tears going running running down her eyes, like she's crying. She's just saying, "When you first came aboard, Velarek stroked your cheek like this to back, calm you down." Yeah, back then I couldn't fathom why he was doing it. Now I couldn't fathom not doing it. Pilot's response to that. I mean, aside from the fact that she also gives a, she actually gives a great speech about being like, "Look." We both need to move forward. We both need to get past our sins. He says, we've come a long way since then. We have a long way to go and take the journey with me. Those, those mm -hmm. are the, the lines, which is beautiful. And then Pilot reaches up his hand to Aaron's cheek and, stroke and strokes it. I cried. I don't care. I just, I was like, no. 
I had uh-huh. greasy eyes at that point, and that's that's hard to pull off with me. So that's. <laughs> oh yeah, we've established bef- previously in this show that I will I cry. Yeah, and it's 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 way harder. Even though I I want to cry at some points, it's yeah. way harder to get me to cry. And this got me close. So, uh, props. Yeah, I was just like tears down my face. It's like, oh my god. It's so beautiful. So well, it's amazing. And that this emotion is incredible. Remember how I said back at the start of the episode, remember both of us? Yeah. That's why he got so angry when she said, this is hard for both of us. Because um, he knew it was also his fault. Yeah. And he said that she didn't kill him in cold blood. And that was mostly <laughs> just accusing her so he could put the blame on her and away from himself, which he at that point felt it was his fault. Yeah. But just the scene... Like oh. I, I started crying as soon as she reached out and started stroking his face, and then it was mm. just like <laughs> <laughs> just kept coming. Uh. We all seen through. Even watching it, I watched it a second. Watching it a second time, I was like, I, I know what is happening. I wasn't as bad. I was like, suck, suck it up, suck it up. <laughs> it's so well done, and oh. I keep going on about this but it's a scene with a fucking puppet yes crying over a puppet okay you forget you don't care that it's a puppet you forget that it's a puppet pilot is real i believe pilot is real (laughs) it's It's... i have to admit this is this is really how why pilot is such a great great puppet because he can sell scenes like this yeah this is some of the best acting we've seen not just from Claudia Black, but also from Pilot. You yes. Know, his team of animators and Lanny Tupu doing the voice just perfect. 10 out of 10. And he says, okay, I know a way to get some temporary control of Moya's systems back and we'll, uh, we can start to fix this. Yeah. And so they get to work and Dargo hooks him back up. They're actually going to bond naturally, him and Moya yeah. now. And I like that Pilot is like, you do realize that with this temporary thing, I'm not going to be able to have as much control as I had. And it's going to make our situation even more tenuous. And they're like, that's fine. You deserve to be connected naturally. This, you know. And then Zargo says, okay, it's done. You're hooked up. And Pilot realizes, like, there's no pain. Yeah. He has a regular connection to Moya. Or at least something yeah, close that's, to it. Mm. Yet without the pain. That he's been in for the past three cycles. And it's just, the, the there's no pain. That single line of like, I can't believe this. This is mm-hmm. incredible. And, wow. So. <sighs> okay. <laughs> now we have another let's, final scene. Let's close this up. Because the, the final scene is between Crichton and Aaron. And Crichton is saying, you know, Velarek was right. In a new place you will thrive. And not saying this, but this is the subject, you know, you found that place here in Moya with us, da-da-da. Yeah. And, and I, I like that she says to him, he said that in a new place I would thrive. And I call this line, John responding, he was right. Yep. And she also says, like, Valerak said I could be so much more. And that's exactly what you said to me the first day we met. And I love Charles' response to this. He's like, and you said you loved this man? Not, not not quite like you said you love this guy. No, it was, no, no he doesn't it, say it like that. But he's more like, and you reckon you love this man, and there's just nothing said after that. The no. two of them just looking at each other, slightly smiling, and they just smile and like, and then 
episode ends. Yeah, it's like he he, he was trying to get her to admit it, and she's. <laughs> but that's the end of the episode, and holy shit, what an episode that was! Real talk, people. Starting in the, into this season, I was kind of terrified that Farscape <laughs> had lost its mm. edge because up until now, the episodes have been like very mediocre, mostly. I, I would make a case for Crackers Don't Matter as being uh, uh, better than that. But True, but that's... It, I was afraid that if, if the series is going towards that craziness, that would ah. lose its heart. I see what you mean, yeah. Like, it would take out the emotion and replace it with yeah. zany wackiness, but yeah. no! No! <laughs> no, I am completely put at ease after this yeah. episode. Like, I, I will say... Holy shit. One of Farscape's great strength is being able to do both of those things. Is yeah. to be completely weird and crazy and intense but also to be really emotional and strong and have strong character moments sometimes in the same episode yeah <laughs> but this was just all emotional from start to finish like fantastic character development from mm-hmm. Aaron pilot what i liked about this is there was Aaron and pilot's episode really yeah but everybody else had something to do even chiana even though she wasn't in it much she found the recording she kick the whole thing off. And she was the one that pointed out that, look, she's a peacekeeper. Yeah. What else did everybody expect? Everybody had a role, even though it was uh, Aaron and Pilot's story the whole time. Mm-hmm. And just, like we said, incredible acting from Claudia Black and everybody involved with making Pilot. Just phenomenal. And even adding something to previous episodes. Yeah, I have... Like two episodes, <laughs> increasing them. I have in my notes, in big letters continuity yes <laughs> well even just continuity because the the thing about the rock paper scissors that's continuity yeah thing of going back and being like oh this thing yeah about that here's some extra information you didn't know and here's some extra information you didn't know and yeah. those those two episodes becoming so much stronger because of it it's fleshing out the world it's fleshing out yeah. the the backstory the story. yeah the story and you know i've said before that in certain other sci-fi series they might just forget about something like that and just you know never mention it again voyager um i mean things and, and to be fair uh, farscape has done that at some point <coughs> listen we'd all rather forget that happened yeah okay fair enough <laughs> but yeah drawing on those things and not just making new stuff but also using that to bolster the existing things doing a fantastic just story like i said it's a it's a bottle episode because it's entirely set on moya past and present but who cares that's that doesn't mean anything it's just it's all char- and actually what that means is it's all character based which is yep. great that's the that's the only story story to me starts and ends with character yeah uh so i was thinking about rating this yeah and i was like i know we, we've made it hard We've we've yes. increased the threshold for getting yes. top marks in the, yes. in uh, from season one to season two. Mm-hmm. However, I can find nothing wrong with this episode. There's like two very 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 tiny things that go on. I'm like like it's stupid stuff. Like using the same puppet for the female pilot. Of course, well, of course they're no going way, to do that. There's yeah. no way they can afford a second uh, well, a second no. puppet. That's that's one of the like. Are there things they could have improved on? Yes. Yes, there are. Are those things completely reasonable why they didn't? Definitely. Yeah. So it's, it's the other thing that, with the footage in the flash in, yeah. it, when he's connected to Moya. 
No, actually, that wasn't it. But okay. that's also one of the things. But <laughs> whatever. About it. it's, it's it's so tiny. It's that's definitely like no. I'm not gonna complain about that. It's I I agree with you. Let's let's go five out of five. Five out of five. There you go. Five is, out of five. This is the reason why I upped it because I can give it to episode insanely good episodes like this. Yeah. So it's it's appropriate that we've upped the bar for yes. for the series because the series keeps upping the bar like this. Uh huh. And, and like, let, let's hope this this season doesn't have like five fives at this point, because God, I I feel comfortable saying not. I mean, by our own metrics, by the fact we've made it harder to get fives or to mm-hmm. get top marks, and just from watching it, not even thinking about it, that this is the best episode of Farscape yet. Yeah, agree. This is the best episode we've seen. It's it's even better than Family Ties. Yes, it is, absolutely, the single best out of the out of season one and what we've seen of season two yep so high bar to beat later yeah and that, i mean what else do you say that this was a fantastic episode and it made me cry <laughs> properly you miss the eyes yeah it, no that's the impressive thing is it made you <laughs> almost cry <laughs> that takes work sir that takes I'm, work i'm a i'm a cold-hearted bastard <laughs> it's true <laughs> no it's not true uh, but, but yeah, that's that's just this was such a strong episode, and I can't really say anything bad about it, other mm-hmm. than it might make the rest of the season look bad in comparison. But <laughs> I hope that this is an indicator of the kind of stuff that they can do. So Please. hopefully we get some more of that. Uh, but we'll see uh, next week because we're up for uh, another episode. Uh, this again next week. Yeah. What? I I think so. Last time I was like, okay, maybe we can get a breather from the heavy stuff, and then no, we didn't. I yeah. feel more confident saying that this time. Okay. Uh, because the next episode is called uh, "Picture If You Will," and it's uh, Chiana is given a picture that predicts the future. Okay. I won't say much more than that, other than somebody makes a long-awaited return. Somebody from season one. Ah, okay, yeah, got it. <laughs> Experienced viewers will be able to figure this one out. <laughs> I, I've also figured it out, but we'll see you next week. We will see you next week, but that was uh, the way we weren't, and holy cow, what an episode. Like, I I've, I actually said, when this show is good, it's really good. Yes. Like, when Farscape yes. get, really gets its teeth into something, it is some of the best sci-fi I've just that I have ever watched. Uh-huh. It's... Yeah, there's a reason I wanted to do this rewatch podcast because I knew that we had some really good stuff in here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's a reason I'm glad I went along for the ride. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, but we'll see you all next time for Picture If You Will as we keep going through season two, mm-hmm. uh, which now has a high bar to beat. So yeah. we'll see. Good luck how with we... that. Yeah. Good luck with that. Future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the champ is in town. Try to take the, the title. The champ is here. <laughs> 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 Sorry, <sighs> that's uh, serious, serious business. Anyway, that like I said, that's it from us this week. Uh, we're back next week with picture, if you will. In the meantime, you can find us on social media. I'm on. We're on Twitter. I'm at Carmel Hats. Red is over dog and tree. Yes. And you can go to carmelhats.co.uk for previous episodes of the podcast and my other projects. And you can go to patreoncom hats to support this podcast and other projects. So. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching, and goodbye! Bye! Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) Like, technically they're not watching, but fine.
Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> You're just gonna leave that in. I there, might actually you? just leave it. <laughs>